Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM. Welcome back to Faith FM with Minnie and Sven this Monday morning. We are not normally here, but the others have been at um, a wedding, so that's a bit exciting. Love is definitely in the is air. It the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, we, it's time for Encounter with God. And I always you, like this time. It's yeah, amazing. it's the best time. Actually. Diving to the Bible together. Absolutely. And actually, maybe before we start, Sven, would you like to just pray for us as we get into God's Word? Yeah, definitely. Father in heaven, I just want to thank you so much that we can be uh, we can be live together. We can enjoy life. And uh, Lord, we we know that that ultimately uh, we we didn't um, choose to to begin our lives. Uh, we we cannot even sustain our lives. And so we come to you. Uh, with a full understanding, recognition um, that life truly comes from you. Mm-hmm. And Father, I just really pray that you'd pour out your Holy Spirit wherever we're listening uh, to this uh, breakfast show, this radio um, show, Lord, that, that you would pour out your Holy Spirit into our hearts and that we may be able to experience the life and the joy that you haven't planned for us is my prayer. And thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. So... We're going to start with, we have a little memory verse. This is for, for kind of this week's uh, lesson that we're going to go through, Bible study time. Uh, we're looking at the new covenant life. Yes. This whole mm. next little while. <laughs> what does it mean to live with God? What does it mean to live yeah. a journey with Him? That's yes. right. So mm. I just want to read this verse. Oh, actually, do you have it there? Do you want to read? I do. I okay. do. And it's John chapter 10 and verse 10. Yeah. And it says, this, I am come that they may have life and they might have it more abundantly. Mm, that is an amazing verse. So good. Mm. You know what this verse reminds me of, actually? It's a bit of a side note. But there's a verse in Psalms, I think it's 65, and it says something about your paths drip with abundance. Ooh. And I just think what it reminds me of is another Bible verse, where I can't remember that, where it says, you know, my cup runneth over. Yes. It's yes. just like God's pouring into us, and it's just meant to keep going and keep going. Yes. And this lesson that we're going to be talking about this morning is all about joy. You know, talking about dripping, I mm-hmm. one of the things I really like to do is I like to have a piece of toast and, uh-huh. and put so much honey on it that when you're lifting <laughs> it, it up, off. it starts to drip. Yes. And, and then I know I've got enough honey on my toast. So <laughs> so that, that comes to mind. But yeah, look, this is this is really amazing. It's it's from a chapter um, which is about Jesus being the good shepherd. Now you actually yeah. quoted from Psalm 23, which is talking about the the Lord is my shepherd as well, yeah. and so this whole idea that that God is is shepherding us to a place where we can experience life in all its fullness, yeah, um, nice. you know, green pastures, uh, still waters, you know, my cup runneth over. It's amazing. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, um, yeah, we want to, this week's lesson, um, it's the final in our series of the covenant. Sorry, I'm mm. mistaken. It's not what we have to come. It's what we have, um, we're concluding. Yes. So it's looking at some of these immediate blessings, um, that we know that Jesus is coming back. So we know yes. there's a hope there's going to be an eternity with no pain and beauty. Mm. It's not just the waiting for then. We, we do know there's going to be hard things that we go through here. But there is still blessing that God wants to give us now. And I think that's where this morning's Bible study, we're going to kind of talk a bit about the joy that we can have and hold on to in this life for these blessings that are now. And these promises that God gives us, which Mm. we find, you know, all throughout the Bible Mm. that we can hold on to and claim. Yes. No, it it is incredible. And and that's the thing is that um, there's another verse 
in in John as well, mm-hmm. um, which says this that this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God yes. and um, Jesus Christ whom you've sent. And and what it's really saying is that we can actually start to experience eternal life now, mm-hmm. which yes. which is just amazing. Uh, when you think about it, you know, it's not just, you know, pie in the sky. It's not just when we all get to heaven, you know, what a day of rejoicing it will be, even though it will be. Yeah. But the thing is, it actually starts now. Yes. Uh, and um, that's what we really want to, to explore uh, this, this morning. Absolutely. So um, maybe let's shoot over to First John. And we'll read I've this got that. Okay, there as well. take it away. And we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. Now, now this is really interesting, Minnie, because uh, there's a interesting. This goes back into the Greek, um, but it's it, there, there's two ways to translate this, or, or there's two possibilities. Um, and that is that you could easily either translate as, and we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete, or there's another possibility that, that there's, it's your joy could be complete. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes you might go like, well, that's a pretty big difference because, you know, it's, it's our joy. We're sitting here in the studio and we want all the joy, mm-hmm. you know, and we, we, we're producing this show, um, because we want to be happy and full of joy. Or do we want your joy to be complete? You know, all of you who are out there listening to this radio show, you know, are we doing it for you? Mm-hmm. But I want to say that in, in many ways, when we're talking about salvation, when we're talking about the covenant, um, everyone is blessed. Yes. God is, God experienced an incredible amount of joy. And you read that in, in the parable of the lost sheep and the lost coin and all those kind of things that all heaven rejoices. Mm. But it's also, so we can rejoice here in the studio. Uh, John could rejoice writing the letter. Yeah. Um, but it also means that there's, there's joy for people who receive the, the message as well. You know what I mean? Fully, the, the, yeah. the, there's the joy abounds and bubbles over and mm. drips down. So it's, it's an amazing thing to think. And even this, you know, just subtle kind of difference in this uh, verse. Um, these two ways of kind of translating it. I really like that. Yeah. It, it, you can, you can bring that out. Yeah. It's not exclusive. It's only we can have this straight. No, no, no. It's- and, and it's also not about saying, you know, it's only about you, you know, that yes. we do the hard work and the hard yakkers yep. and, you know, we just don't experience anything at all. And everybody out mm-hmm. there, you know, as you're listening to the show, you receive the joy because you're listening to it. But, you know, for us, we have to get up early and <laughs> drag and all that. No, no, no. All of us are, you know, filled with joy because of what's happening right here. Yeah. Mm. And maybe, so we, if you guys are new listeners, we have a couple of sections as we do Bible study this morning. Um, and we might talk about it a bit more, but, oh, I've lost my thought. I lost my thought. We're, well, we'll certainly dive into this. We're going to dive uh, into this. Okay. Oh. Many, what we want to do is we yeah. want to dive into what is joy? Yes. yes. This is a big question. And that is where I was going to go. I'm sorry, guys, with that brain fog, is that, yeah, even if you guys are new listeners, maybe this is really unfamiliar to you. And if so, welcome. We're glad you're here. And we want to talk about even, you know, when he says these things we write to you, what is it that he's writing? Exactly. You know, what is it about mm. this God and this Jesus in this new covenant life? Yes that can bring us this joy. Yes, definitely. So we, we want to dive into where, where John is at. Yes. We want to dive into what he's sharing and what this joy is that, that they will experience as well. It's really, really incredible. Yeah, absolutely. So stay with us. We, um, we're going to get through this a bit this morning. You're with Faith FM. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. 
so maybe let's uh, continue. Let, shall we just read the first chapter here? Because it's a pretty short chapter. Shall yeah. we just read this chunk? Because yes. it might give us a bit more context as to, yeah, what what is it, the, these things mm. that we are reading about that we know that we can have joy from? Yes. Um, maybe let's start, yeah, just verse one. You'd like me to take it away? Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. fantastic. So First John chapter 1 and uh, verse 1. So this is way back at the end of the Bible. So if you flip to the end of the Bible and uh, you've got the book of Revelation and you just kind of flip a few pages before and you get to the first letter that John wrote. So here we go in verse 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we've seen with our eyes, which we looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life. The life was made manifest, and we have seen it and testified to it, and proclaimed to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was made manifest to us, that which we have seen and heard we proclaim also to you, so that you too may have fellowship with us, and indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Mm. And we are writing these things so our joy and your joy may be complete. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you, that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Hey. Mm. So maybe let's unpack this a bit, because when we start reading that, we're kind of, okay, so that which was from the beginning. We've seen this, we've touched it, we've... What is the this? It's concerning the word of life. Mm. So this is about Jesus, right? What what they're really saying is we're just going to sit down mm. and tell you our story yeah. of how we encountered Jesus. Yes. And how we just journeyed with him. That's yeah. what he's really saying. Yeah. You know, we're, we're not doing anything complicated here. <laughs> we're, we're, not, we're not sort of doing, you know, deep metaphysics or philosophy or, or yeah. you know, um, analytical theology. We're just telling you what we saw, what we heard, mm. what we experienced and and that is what we're going to tell you. And and this person we discovered is eternal life. Yes, mm. which is such a promise, right? Yes, you know. Um, and I love that it goes on to say, um, oh, it says a whole lot of things. But this is a verse that I hear quoted all the time, right? If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, in Christian circles, I think sometimes we can kind of chuck this out a lot, and not because we shouldn't. It's an amazing mm. verse, but it's a powerful verse. It is. You know, he's yes. going on to say, hey, if we have no sin, we're lying because mm. we will sin. But mm. what do we know? All oh, the wages of sin is death. Oh, but wait a second. There's this man who is eternal life who will forgive us. Mm. And like, that, that's the, the big issue, Minnie, and that is that, you know, what sin does is it separates us from God. Yeah. It, it um, it puts this deep wedge um, between us and God. And and God, of course, is the source of all life. He, he's our yeah. creator. He's our sustainer. And he is the person that will continue to lead and, and guide us. And so when we have that wedge, you know, between us and God, 
There's there's only one outcome. There's only one you know um, destiny for us, and that is that is death. That mm. that is you know annihilation. That's oblivion. We don't have anything. And and the reality is is this is that if that's what we're facing, our lives are totally meaningless and pointless. Um, you know, it's it's a very dark place to to really be. You know, we we can try and create meaning. We can try and you know conjure up happiness. But at the end of the day, if we we're going to die, if this universe is going to die in a big heat death, um, you know, it's it's a dismal future that we face. Mm. And, yeah, I kind of want to connect that point to what you said before about how this is really John's testimony. It is. You know, so he was at the cross seeing mm. Jesus take this on himself Yes, for him personally and also all of us now collectively. Yes. I just think what a powerful mark that's going to leave in your mind, in your heart, in the way you do life. Mm. You know, that, as you said, if if that's the outcome, if it's just a nothing, it's burning mess you're like oh okay yes awesome you know but it's not and i guess that's the that's the challenge is that you know john had been there right from effectively the beginning yeah so pretty much very soon after jesus baptism the the, the river jordan yes and so he just journeyed he just loved jesus he was known as the the beloved disciple yeah disciple whom jesus loved and, and you know he had got all the way he'd got into Pilate's court um in the Praetorium, mm. um, he'd watched Jesus being falsely accused and, and all of those kind of things, and he was finally standing there at the cross. One of the the only disciples that we know of in terms of the male disciples yes. who was actually there. So so Peter ha- had denied Jesus, and he was out, you know, just um, traipsing around the streets, just weeping. Mm. Um, all of the other disciples were, were just hiding. And so John is standing there uh, with Mary, Jesus' mother, and he's watching Jesus die. Mm. And you, you have to, you really have to put yourself in John's shoes at that point. And the incredible, um, the, the disappointment, the, the total letdown, but even more so the, the tragedy of it. You know, yeah. this is the person that they had, had hoped would be, you know, the, the Messiah, the, the savior. Uh, for Israel, and here he is, you know, humiliated on a cross. You yeah. know, the 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 turmoil going on in John's heart must have been incredible. This is a really important point, I think, too. There, it was such a um, shameful way to die. It was such yes. a shameful way to die. You know, we can kind of talk about, oh, Jesus was on the cross. But mm. I don't know that I can imagine being John looking up there, as you said, being like, but this was going to be the man. And not only that. He's my friend. Mm. Like, I have been loved by him. I've spent years now, you know, just walking and learning and watching. And yes. not only that, but he's given me authority to cast out demons. He's given me, you know, your. And I've ex- actually done it. Yeah, you know, I've experienced on every level possible mm. the goodness of this man. And now he's dying. And now he's dying. And the thing is this is that, you know, so often we, we see the, the pictures say, you know, if we go through to a cathedral or, mm. or we look at, go to an art gallery, and, you know, it's all very, very sanitized, you know. Yeah. You know, Jesus has this nice little kind of cloth or whatever. But the reality was this, is that the Romans knew how to execute people and mm. then knew how to do it in um, and put them to incredible shame. And literally, they crucified them naked. Yeah. And they the way they did it is that they would drive the, the nails through their um, wrists mm. and, and through their ankles 
and, and literally they would die of asphyxiation in terms of they couldn't breathe in the end. Mm. Um, you know, so here was, here was John's friend dying on the cross, um, you know, just being humiliated like nothing else. And, and, you know, for him, he, he must have thought, you know, this is it. This is, life is kind of over it. You know, at least he knew. Yeah. And then he goes, he takes Mary back. He, he goes back to the upper room and, and literally for a whole weekend, you know, from, <laughs> yeah. from Friday night, you know, all the way through, um, to, to Sunday that they're, they're literally petrified in yeah. this room, you know, because they're next. You know, they've seen what the Romans did to Jesus. And who do the authorities go after, you know, once they've got the top dog? It's the the, the ringleaders, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then they hear this incredible news that this person that they'd seen walk on water and heal the blind and all that kind of stuff, yeah. he's alive again. Yeah. You know, he has life. And this they struggle to believe life. it to begin with, right? Oh, They're yeah. like, no, 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 mm. you know? <laughs> yeah, because the women went first yeah. to, to the tomb and, and they go like, his body's gone, he's, he's disappeared, we've seen angels. Mm. And, and, you know, they just didn't believe them. They thought, you know, these are women, they, mm. you know, they, we can't trust them, you know, as, as, yeah. you know, first century Jews would have thought. Yeah, that's right. And, and you know, and, and then, you know, they actually see Jesus. He, he, He's in the room with them, you know. What, you know, from from the depths of despair to the absolute heights of, of joy. You know, for John, it would have been absolutely incredible. The, the joy would have been, you know, out of this world. Yeah, absolutely, mm. and it would have been so powerful, which we know because he then goes on to have this amazing ministry. Yes. Which- uh, we're going to talk about this some more. Please stay with us. Um, it might sound familiar, but it is still a powerful story. I think we need to remember just what it was. And before we go on, we have a couple of messages from our news segment um, from a listener. So thanks for messaging in. So WHO, so World Health Organization Alcohol Prevention. This was a story I shared earlier. There have been literally untold. There have been yeah, literally untold number of reports over the years about alcohol consumption and its effects on people, families and society. Unfortunately, governments make too much money from the taxes on alcohol. You would think that they also uh, that they also knew about the cost to them and society. As God said, for the love of money, businesses and governments will sell their souls. And also Joe Biden and reporting radical family and friends. That went very well for Nazi Germany, uh, China, North Korea and all communist countries. In the last days, the whole world will keep an eye on the radical Christians who keep the Sabbath or the Lord. When that happens, no one will be safe. This is and true. That's very true. Yes, it that's is very true. Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay. So on that note, we have been in First John chapter one, and we have just been reading through this um, chapter, and then talking about how John's personal experience and testimony mm. um, was so powerful because he was there, he saw it, he saw Jesus die, and we left it on the note of but. They see him come back to life. Yes. And just that joy that would have been um, so full for them. And something I think is really important, I I do a small group Bible study, you know, just with some friends um, midweek. And this was probably a couple months ago, but we kind of had this conversation, right? Maybe you've had it with people before. But it's that whole Christians should be the happiest people in the world. Why aren't we? And someone just kind of made the comment, you know, do you think it's because we don't really believe it? And I just, I sat with that thought for about two weeks because I think that might actually be the case, you know. 
I heard this. I heard this saying that said, um, "Live as if someone died for you." You know, whoever, even if you don't, you know, even if you didn't believe that this Jesus was who he said he was and who his followers said, I still think if you were there and you heard these stories and there's all this going on, even if you thought this guy was a bit of a loony, which I don't, but you know, even if you did, um, I think if someone gave you the message, hey, this person believed that they gave up their life so that you could live. If you start to believe that, that has a profound effect on you. You know, you're not just like, oh, la di da, I do as I please, and it doesn't matter, and everything is meaningless. Even if what you do in a day is not totally productive, you're still like, whoa, I have today because another person gave their life. Mm. It reminds <clears throat> it reminds me of a verse, a very famous verse, which we know from Handel's Messiah, mm. and um, it says he was despised and rejected by men, a yes. man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and as one from whom men hide. Their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his stripes we are healed. Mm. And the interesting thing there is it actually indicates that that um, Jesus did experience sorrow and grief, and he did in the Garden of Gethsemane. You know, he was, um, um, you know, sweating drops of blood. You know, he was just, you know, why can't you stay up with me to to Peter, James, and John? And I think the the fact is this, is though even though Jesus did experience sorrow and grief, there's a difference between happiness and joy. Mm. And and this is, I think it's very important for us to to dive into and for for all our listeners here um, this morning as well. Because happiness, happiness is a bit like the kind of the waves, the the froth, you know, um, and, and, you know, depending on what the weather's like, the waves can be amazing, you know, if you're into surfing, or the water can be really flat, or it can be incredibly stormy, mm-hmm. you know, as well. And, and that's happiness. Happiness is kind of like the surface kind of stuff, you know, the things which are Go, going on right right now and you know i might be elated i might be you know um discouraged all of those kind of things joy is something very very different and to use the 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 ocean kind of analogy joy is like a deep deep current yeah like you know those those deep um ocean currents that 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 go around the pacific or you know from the um caribbean up towards um, you know, England and places like that. And, and these currents are not affected by the weather. Yeah. That they, they, they are strong and powerful no matter what happens. And it's, it's this kind of joy that, that God wants to us to give us. So not, not to be affected by the things that are happening around us, the COVID-19 or, you know, the politics or all, all that kind of stuff, to have this deep, deep joy. Now, um, there's another analogy which I think is really, really important as well. And, and if you, so that's if you're into surfing in the ocean. Um, there, there's another one which is the, uh, the sound. If, if you're into like audio and sound with the, the, the speakers, mm-hmm. there's different kinds of, of um, sizes of speakers. So you have your tweeters and your um, woofers and, and right down 
<clears throat> you have the, these these deep um, the, the 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 kind of bass kind yeah. of part, and the interesting thing is this: is that you can you can be playing really loud on the um, the tweeters and the, the you know the high range. And then you go a few kilometers away and you really can't hear it at all. Mm. Whereas if you, um, if you play notes on the bass, it carries carries through the ground. You can hear it for miles around and it's deep, deep, deep kind of. And this is the kind of joy that God wants to bring into our lives. A, A joy that is not affected by circumstances or situation because it's yeah. something deep within us that, yes, I know God, I know eternal life, and I have a relationship with Jesus mm. that can give me life and meaning and purpose. Yes, and that you're right. That's so important, isn't it? And it isn't to say that we won't experience other emotions. No. You know, we see that throughout the whole Bible as it just – humanity's journey with faith is full of human feelings. Yes. But – yeah, that's different to having this deep... Um, abiding. Yeah, abiding. Mm. And you know, there's a... Oh, you know what? We probably don't have heaps of time, but Psalms 100 verse 7... Sorry, Psalms chapter 107 um, has this verse, and I was just... You know how you read something again and again and again, and then it just kind of stands out to you differently. So Psalms 107, there's this verse, uh, verse 2 says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. I think is an incredible verse, right? Mm. Like, man, this is my testimony. If you yes. go on to read that chapter, though, and this is, I just, it's so obvious, but it, it goes on to be like, okay, they wandered in the wilderness, they found no city, da da da. They cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and He delivered them. Um, oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for His goodness. Um, he satif- satisfied the longing soul. Uh, verse ten: They sit, those who sit in darkness in the shadow of death, bound in affliction. Why? Because they have rebelled. Mm. Um, but when they cry, it's this whole chapter of these people desert God. They cry out and he comes to them. Yes. They cry out and he comes to them. And I'm like, man, this is a testimony. This actually isn't even so much about my suffering, but about the goodness of God's heart towards me. Yes. You know, yes. abide in that. Mm. Okay, and it has now come time for... Question of the day. Okay, so our question today in Matthew chapter 18, verse 21... Uh, then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Then he goes on to tell a parable. Our question today is, what does this impractical Christian living, does Jesus mean? Mm. Like, what does this look like? Does it really mean that we forgive someone, the same person, again and again and again and again. You know, that's a lot of times that you're forgiving someone. Um, because generally speaking, if we have someone that we're continuously having to forgive, we get to the point where we're a little bit tired of it and possibly it's a little bit toxic. Mm. You know, there's interesting thing. What's the opposite of forgiveness? The opposite of forgiveness is to hold a grudge and and to want to take revenge. Yeah. And what we see in the world is places where this has played out for for literally thousands of years. Yeah. Um whole, you know, um cultures, whole, you know, races and and what you end up with is a terrible situation. So we do need forgiveness. Mm. You know, just as we heard earlier on our station, uh, we need to forgive to live. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we really do. Um, but the, so, so that, this is the way that we need to go. If we want to find life, if we want to find joy, 
Um, we need to forgive. But the, the question is, what Jesus is saying here is, you know, don't forgive a person just once, mm. seven times, but 70 times, seven, 490 uh, times. And that's a lot. You, you sort of start to run out of times that you have remembered, you forgive, you just keep yeah. on forgiving. So, so many of the question that you're asking is this, you know, should we just keep on uh, forgiving, forgiving the same, same thing over and over again? Uh, and as you say, you can end up in some toxic relationships. But I think there's another aspect to it as well. Uh, forgiveness is not necessarily just, you know, being a doormat, as we'd say. That's right. Or just, just, um, continually being, shall I say, abused or, or, or whatever. Mm. Um, really forgiveness, forgiveness is saying that I won't hold this against you. I'm going to, hand over the role of taking justice to someone else. Yeah. And that person, of course, is God. And I think that's a really important point. I was speaking Mm. to my friend about this recently, and probably the thing, um, the circumstance which stood out most to us where this could be applied kind of either way is in circumstances where maybe someone is getting quite badly abused. Yes. And, like, I know people who have stayed in quite bad relationships because of this kind of forgiveness aspect you know they've been they've shown true remorse yes but they're forgiven but it's not actually maybe requiring that as you said it's just i'm not going to put this on i'm not going to condemn you with this thing that you've done Mm. that still can be different to but i continue to live with it to allow this to perpetuate Yes. You know, and that's an extreme example. I, I realize this, you know, it may not always be that. Well, but, but a lot of, a lot of people, particularly women, do actually have to face this, this, this situation. Yeah. And, and so, so forgiveness, forgiveness is really saying that I, I forgive you. I, um, I'm not going to carry this burden of mm. needing to take revenge, yeah. um, against you. And, and that is a very freeing thing. One of the things with, um, with uh, revenge and holding a grudge is it actually affects you more, Way than, the, more, yeah. more than the other person. But forgiveness really says, no, I'm going to give God the opportunity or I'm going to leave God uh, to take care of this. And and forgiveness may involve having to walk away and yeah. say, I, I cannot be abused anymore, but I'm not going to try and take um, revenge. I'm not going to try and take the justice into my own hands. Absolutely, absolutely. Now we've come to the end of the show. Oh, it's the end. It's oh. the end. Thank you guys for having us. Lyle and I believe Lawson will be back tomorrow. Yes. Um, after their wedding. After their wedding adventures. Yes, absolutely. Um, we're so glad that you guys have joined us today. Come back tomorrow. Um, you'll be back to the old regulars. Mm. And what have we learned today? Look, we looked into joy Yes. We talked about that. Um, and I, the, the, the real thing that we discovered there is that a personal experience, a personal testimony, yeah. personal story with Jesus brings joy. And, oh, and we saw that in the life of John. He, he experienced three and a half amazing years. And, mm. and you know, you go to people like, for example, <clears throat> C.S. Lewis, mm. you know, Oxford University, and, and wrote the book Surprised by Joy. Yes, and, so good. You know, he was an atheist for a while, but when he found Jesus, when he discovered that he could have eternal life, he, it was it was the joy that really changed, changed his life. So, yeah. uh, very important. And we talked about forgiveness as well. We did. We did. We can. You can experience joy by handing it over to God. Yeah.
So it's really all quite connected, isn't it? It is. But thanks for joining us. And guys, don't forget to talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again.